another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. My guest today is the author of Leveling Up. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to Francis Castillo. How are you doing, brother? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Deal. My pleasure, man. Thank you for having me on the show today. Ah, uh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. How you been, man? I've been great, man. I'm a, I'm a, uh, officially a month or less countdown to my 35th birthday. So I'm, Ooh. I'm excited. Ooh. Happy, happy early birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. 35 really and you're looking young, brother. Hey, the black don't crack, man. The melanin, I guess, is good to you. So <laughs> the genes are good to me. That's what's up. That's what's up. So talk to me a little bit about this awesome book you, you wrote uh, not too long ago. Like, Thank you. Thank you. What's it about? What's what's what I, I love it. It's so intriguing because it's about financial. Uh, it tells your 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 inspirational story, uh, and also uh, we, you talk about a little bit of mental health in your in your in your in your book as well. So, tell me a little bit about that. Hundred percent. I'm gonna try not to give too many of the gems away, but yes, like yes, Dio, yes. like Dio said, um, this is the book right here. It's uh, titled Love Leveling Up with Francis Castillo. There you go. Uh, spiritually, mentally, and financially. Um, it took me literally two and a half years to write the book. Well, really? Um, I launched it and released it December 17th, 2020. Um, it's been a blessing, man. The journey was amazing. Um, just going from the thoughts to actually writing down my thoughts to typing to actually getting it printed, man. So it was a, it was a very tedious, but yet joyful and joy, joyous moment when I uh, released the book. And since I've released the book, I've sold over 150 copies. Wow, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. There you go. What made you, what inspired you to write this book? So that's a great question. Um, so I was reading other books. I'm all, I've always been an avid reader growing up. Um, my father always just made me read, you know, books, Little Bear, Blackbeard, Harry Potter books. So I've always, if it, if it intrigued me, I would latch on it and read it. If it didn't intrigue me, I just kind of brush over and skim, right? So I never inspired to be a writer at all. Um, but I was reading like two books like three years ago. Um, I was reading a T.D. Jake's book and I was reading a book about um, um, uh, Steve Harvey. And those were really inspirational books. Uh, the book prior to that, I, uh, John C. Maxwell, he's a motivational speaker. I read his book as well. And then it dawned on me one day, I was like, all those books kind of have the same thing. They tell a story. And I was like, hell, I have a story I can tell. So I just started to write from that day. And that was the inspiration. Wow. Now, writing the, the, the writing process, was it like, was it very time consuming? Did you find yourself like, you start writing, then you crumble the paper and throw it away and then start again. Like, or was it something that you were able to flow? Like once you started, you know, put your thought process in, you know, the ink to paper, it just, everything just flowed. That's a good question. So I tell people all the time, the process of writing is very, it can be, it's, it can be therapeutic because you're writing down your thoughts and you're getting it out of your head. But also as a writer, you don't know if your work is actually good. Um, I tell people all the time, prime example, this, this hat, um, you can see that it's something you can visually buy and it, it can intrigue you, it can entice you. Um, but with a book, you don't know is good until somebody comes back to you after reading the book that is actually good. 
Um, as far as the process of writing, it's like, I just wrote, I just wrote. And then my editor, she came together and we came together and we kind of organized the chapters, how the book was going to flow. So at first I was just kind of just writing. I had an idea how I would. The, the, the rough Yeah. But the editor, she kind of made a, a great job of uh, cleaning up my words and, and flowing the chapters of how I wanted to go. And so was that, that working with the editor a tough process? Was it a frustrating process? Or was it something smooth transition? Okay, was she getting all your points of view, the, the, the topics you wanted to bring to the table? Man, you know what? It was a great process uh, when I finally found the right one. I say that because you have to um, search for an editor because you want to have someone that believes in you um, and understands your understands your writing and brings the best out of you and brings the best out of your work. So uh, when I first, when I was done with the book, because I, I wrote the book in a composition book, mm. wrote, wrote, wrote it, then I typed it. So I typed it up. So anyway, I was looking for an editor and I was struggling looking for editors. So I looked up uh, Fiverr. It's a freelance yeah, app. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. And uh, Upwork. And I still couldn't find uh, the right one that, that I felt was right. So I talked to my coworker about you know, the book. I was like, I'm done, but I need to find an editor. And she was like, hey, my homegirl has an editor. She wrote a book too. Her name is Crystal. So Crystal, got Crystal's number. And Crystal turned me on to her editor. Shout out to Crystal. <laughs> yes. And lo and behold, her editor was from Belize. And that's where I'm from. So I kind of knew it was kind of destiny. God kind of aligned there you us go. together. That's what's up. It's crazy weird. And she's, she lives in New York and I live all the way in North Carolina. So it's kind of weird, but we, we made it happen. Wow, man, that's beautiful. That's coming, that's coming for totally full circle. 100%. So like you, you wrote this awesome book, you know, you went through this journey of finding an editor because that's a, that's a task in itself. Right. You know, um, but that's not the only thing you do. Like I've been, I've been researching you, brother. You got like, you're a full-blown entrepreneur. You have that passion, that drive, man. Talk, talk to me a little bit about that. 100%, man. I've been an entrepreneur for about over 10 years now. Um, I've been lucky to be in the opportunity to be trying to be an entrepreneur. Like my grand, Both my grandfathers were entrepreneurs, but I didn't grow up around the culture. Um, mm. I spent 13 years in the medical field. And I thought that, that that's what I wanted to do. Um, I, I was an anesthesia technician. So my, my nine to five was actually putting people to sleep. Um, but <laughs> literally, literally. Call me the sand, man. I put you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't my passion. Uh, my passion, I, I grew to understand that my passion was entrepreneurship. I, one, I didn't like people telling me what to do a lot. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why. And two, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship gave me freedom, man. So um, uh, basically, my journey has been. But hold, hold, hold up, hold up right there, because those are two important things right there. Freedom and don't like being told what to do. If you little, little do you know, I have so much stru- struggle with jobs, right? Like I've, you know, I've worked myself from a regular job to now the corporate world and be somebody valuable in the corporate world, right? Um, and that, that people tell me what to do, especially people that think that think they know and don't have no idea what the fuck is going on. Right. And that, that sort of like drives you crazy. Right. 100%. Right. 100%. The one thing I hate is this is my thing. And I, and let me, let me, let me, let me let the viewers know, let me correction. 
I don't mind being told what to do. I can take constructive criticism. But what I hate is if I know how to do my job and you're on my back. Yes, or you're yes. telling me what to do. And, and that is the most irritating thing to me. That And that's why I like entrepreneurship because my, I'm my own boss. I can wake up and I can do whatever I want when I want to do it. Um, so, Yeah, man. That, and, and then the freedom. I think that's the most, like, I remember, I remember, you know, these nine to five jobs and I just stood there you know, my, my task was done and yeah, I was getting paid, but yet, you know, you find yourself like being trapped. You you can do so much more and you're, and yet you're stuck in this box. You know, I don't know if you ever felt that way, but I definitely did a lot. I percent. I, I mean, I felt that way for a long time. Um, I tell people all the time, the biggest thing about being an entrepreneur is when you work a nine to five, the good thing about nine to five is one, you're investing in your retirement and two is guaranteed money. Um, it's guaranteed 40 hours or 80 hours, whatever amount of hours you get. And it's, it, it guarantees you longevity. But the thing about entrepreneurship is, and that's why I respect a whole lot more. Um, I respect a lot of entrepreneurship a lot more because you have to create that revenue. You have to create that money. So you literally have to go cold call some people. You really have to network, create and build your brand and build your business. And that can be hard to do, um, yes, but yes. it's worth it's well worth it once you get it going. Yes, yes, I I, I totally agree. I, I'm you know I'm you know I have my podcast. I do real estate with my wife. I have my own t-shirt printing business. So it's you know I, I you know throughout the years that I've been building this, I, I've read and in numerous numbers of articles. Right, I tell you, uh, the first three years you're not making money. It, it's lost. You count that as loss. It, it takes you up to at least your fifth year to actually start making some profit of income. Um, and, and out of everything that I've re- read, that's the most consistent thing that everybody had said. But, you know, see, there's, there's, I told, there's two types of entrepreneurs. You got the, the person that just looks apart, you know, uh, dressed in a suits that they can't afford, drives a car that clearly, clearly cannot afford. But then you have the the other entrepreneur that, you know, dresses like us, right? And we have so many things going. We have so many hats from marketing to fi- uh, financial, fixing the budget, stocking. So many things they're doing, so many things that hap- are happening in our lives, right? Sure. That it's it's at the end, like you said, it's all worth it. It all comes together, and and oh, man, it's it's amazing. I'm I'm happy to see you know individuals like yourself actually doing it. You know, and thank you, man. And kudos to you. Hats off to you, man, because you're an entrepreneur. And I say that because you look at the hats that you wear. You know, you got a podcast. That's a hat in, within itself. You you're a husband, and then you got a t-shirt business and real estate. So uh, I tell people all the time, um, the millionaires have usually have seven streams of income. Yes. Usually it's, 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 it's real estate, um, stock market, multiple businesses, which can be like logistic businesses, trucking businesses. Um, you know, real, like so going back to real estate, you got rental property, um, uh, flipping homes, selling houses, you know, things of that nature. And they usually have other businesses as well. So um, that's the road to true wealth when you have freedom in your time. Um, so hats off to you as well. And same thing here, man. It's like, 
I have multiple hats. So I'm a, a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a certified life coach, um, author, <laughs> and the four businesses I have, uh, I have a life coaching business, um, which is kind of like a consulting. Then I have um, DNC, Creative Services, LLC. So it's kind of like a digital media marketing business, market several clients. I'm going to give them a shout out later on. Um, and then I just uh, bought it to another company, which was a clothing company. Um, so I got that company going as well. So it's, it's, it's constantly learning how to micromanage and manage all these different things. But it's like you said, it's well worth it. The freedom part, right? Like I, I've always liked, like I've always had a problem and we're like, I don't like doing one thing. Like I've always like little, you know, very tedious and like, I want to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, which is slowly incorporating, building a, a lot of businesses, like from real estate and, you know, t-shirt and my brand and the podcast. Like, do you, did you feel that same way? Like you, you didn't want to be stuck in one place. You, a lot of the stuff I kind of just stumbled upon. Um, and I say that because like, usually people like me or you, we're very talented. Mm-hmm. So we don't like to get buckled down to like one thing. And what I found myself was, was thinking like, I don't want to be that person that's 30, 40 years down the road and say, and if I know what I know now, I never wanted to be that person. So that's why I've always been willing to try different things. Um, and I feel like I'm too talented just to focus on one thing. Um, it's just a matter of, I think, micromanaging, micromanaging everything and time, time, um, having discipline with your time. I think that's what a lot of uh, great people and entrepreneurs do, you know, they, they know how to manage their time and they know how to micromanage something. They'll set something up and then they'll let it work itself. And then they'll just kind of micromanage from a distance. So that's why I'm trying to get to that point, actually. Yeah, that's, I, that's really a, a, a key to like a lot of factors, right? Just being a good manager and how to manage your time. It's key for a lot of things. I remember, at, at, I think I, I had like, I ran sites in four different states and my agenda like was always packed. I have always had something to do. I manage it well when we're, let's say at five o'clock, I'm done. You know, what bothered me the most was like when my boss, uh, the VP would were, were, uh, throw me a curveball and just fuck up my whole schedule that, that drive me crazy. Like, um, the time is, it's to, Yeah. It's, it's essential. Once you man, know how to manage your time, you're able to do so much and become successful in a blink of an eye. 100%. Um, what, and what I've realized that successful people do, they have a routine. And with the routine, it consists of, well, well I'm trying to still work on my routine. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> no, nah, same here, man. Same I'm, here. I'm trying to tweak it all the time. But successful people usually don't, like Elon Musk, for example, he only sleeps like, four to six hours a day Um, they don't have time to sleep but what he does you know he has his routine schedule same thing with warren buffett warren buffett of course the ceo of um uh, geico and uh, berkshire hathaway and of course he's made his money through the stock market but buffett does the same thing every day he wakes up drives his old car he goes to mcdonald's and he reads the newspaper How, how he finds his stocks is through the newspaper he doesn't go through Social media, he does it the old school way. As for me, my routine, what I try to do is wake up, thank God, um, drink some tea. Oh, I try God. to meditate. I try to work out. 
uh, try to listen to the Bible and then try to get the day started. Um, sometimes I take a nap in between there and try to <laughs> mark and add that stuff. So I, I'm trying to tweak the routine, but that's just works for me for right. That, what's, that, your, what's your routine like? What's your routine like? My routine. My routine. I wake up either six or seven. Those are either the time. Um, by that time, my son is already up. Uh, uh, give him his bottle, breakfast, and from there my my day starts. Drink a cup of coffee, because my son is autistic. I got my therapist. Uh, thankfully, I'm able to have a uh, help now and, and have my therapist come to the house. So she's here from 10 a.m. to four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, at that time, I had you know, I, I had fucking. Uh, made breakfast. Now I'm ready to 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 um, do lunch. I mean dinner. Uh, in between all, all all that time, I'm either marketing my, my podcast or marketing my, my clothing line. Uh, research any any um, research any available homes for sale so I can forward it to my wife's clients. Market her as a, a you know market her real estate. Uh, take orders uh, like my t-shirt printing business you know build build quotes and like with me my like that's the beauty of having your own business you you manage the way it works for you so right now like uh, when I started my my t-shirt printing business I don't take I started not taking anything less than 10 shirts right it has to be more because there's no financial in it I'm not making money if anything, I'm making the money that I, that I put out. So as, as you, you know, transition and, and grow and evolve, you, you start learning what's worked for you. So I do all that, right? If not, if, if not, my wife handles the quotation, all that stuff. And I know I'm the, the manual labor. I, I print the shirts, boom, 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 right? Uh, when that is not that, I'm, I'm looking for clients like yourself that have some inspirational story and background that just wants to share, right? That's what the platform is about. Uh, schedule them, you know, edit. I edit my own podcast. Uh, I, I, I do everything myself. Uh, and to, that's, that's on a Monday. Monday at 3 o'clock, at 2, I'm leaving the house because I have to take my, my son to therapy. Uh, to another uh, location Tuesday, wake up early, take my son to therapy, come back home. Same, you know, it's it's all that, man. All that. Man, you oh. you are you're a man of many talents, man. That that is truly amazing. Sometimes, like, do you ever have to stop and tell yourself, like, like you know, like I am doing all this, like I am Superman, I am the you know the man of the house, and I am a father, I am a husband, I am an entrepreneur, I'm a podcaster. So you have to. You no, have to man. No, honestly, just 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 ex- trying to ex- find the words and explain everything I do. Uh, I, I like I, I stumble my words because it's so much, but no, I don't. I've never taken the time out and and you know say the things all I do because it's not about me. My time will come to be appreciated. Uh, I man, I I try to. I appreciate my wife, you know, give her that, that spotlight. Uh, my son that every day he's, he's doing better. 
and better and better, you know, individuals like yourself that have the show, but I never throw myself flowers, man, because at the end of the day, I feel like it's not enough. See, I, I have, I have this thing inside me that uh, it's not warning more. It's capitalizing on every moment I have. So it's whether it's whether it's washing clothes or, or having these, this amazing conversation with you, I'm trying to capitalize every moment of life because that's why we're here to live it. I percent agree, man. I, I think I like that. I like that. I think you're very, you know, you're very humble and you're very hungry. Um, you can tell that just talking to you, you're not complacent either. Like a lot of people get stagnant and complacent and what they have going on in life and people like me and you, I think that, you know, we're very talented and we just like to focus on what tasks we have going on now and then go to the next thing and just keep that thing rolling. So I, I commend you, man. And also thank you, thank you. what I like about, you know, shout out your wife. You know, I've been married um, going on three, yeah, three, four years now, going on four years. Crazy. Um, <laughs> and every good king has a queen right next to his side, man. So shout out to you, you know, your wife as well. So thank you. Thank you. Shout, her out. shout out to our wives. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> She's going to go back and look at this. I got to make sure I shout out. Her name is Felicia. <laughs> shout out to Felicia. 100%. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, I'll tell you this much. I've been married for going on six years. Um, it wow. hasn't been an easy road. It has not, you know, but this is what we're made of. You know, I tell, I, you know, the times that like, I, I want to say young friends, right? Because I'm already, you know, after you're 30, they consider you to be old, right? Yeah, for some reason, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah but sometimes we're more younger than them. <laughs> 100%. Right. So I, you know, when, when I'm asked these questions, I, I tell, you know, I try, I do my best to explain that marriage is, you know, once you get married, like forget about relationship, forget about boyfriend and girlfriend and whatnot. Once you're married, it's different. It's commitment. It's loyalty. It's understanding. There's so much thing that goes that is sometimes unexplainable into marriage. Right. So I tell people all the time, once you get married, it's like a nice road. And then at least you expect that you both fall in that hole, right? Yeah. And order for you, that hole, is, it means so many things from insecurities to problems to financial stability, a lot of things, right? So what happens sometimes is that if you got to, you have to overcome whatever problem there is. So that both of you can get out, get out of that hole. Because if you don't, one is going to stay in the hole, meaning that they're going to be all their lives stuck in that moment while you slowly started to climb out and save yourself. And that's what sometimes divorce comes, right? So it's like, you know, and I'm doing the best explainer, right? It, it's you both have to put in that work and overcome so much so that you both could come up that hole and enjoy this, this thing called life together, because that's why you guys became united for, right? I agree. I think I tell people all the time, and I'm going to write about this in the next book. Um, I tell people all the time, the next book is titled, by the way, is uh, Le- Leveled Up. This one's Leveling Up. The next one is Leveled Up. There you um, go. Official. Yes. But I, what I want to talk about in the next book is more so relationships. Like a lot of people, you probably get this too. I get this once in a while. Um, 
how did you get married? How do you know she's the one? How do you know he's the one? Um, and I tell people all the time, man, it's very simple. You find someone to put up with your BS and someone puts up with your BS, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of things uh, attribute to a, a relationship, a healthy relationship. Like you said, um, communication, you got to have good communication. Um, but, uh, laughter, I think laughter is very important. And also you got to be mature enough to be in that marriage. Yes. A lot yes. of people aren't mature enough to get married. Um, if you feel like you haven't sold your royal oats or you haven't got, a, I call it getting that hoe out. If you haven't <laughs> got that hoe out, don't get married. Um, a lot of um, marriages end up in divorce because of infidelity. Mm. Um, so you have to be mature enough to deal with what you're talking about, which is the the different bumpy roads in the relationship of marriage. Um, but I tell people all the time, it's a beautiful thing. When you find someone that God has paired you with, and it's just that one person, and they're there for you, they understand your language, and you understand them, and you know you may have your days where you know everyone has their days with their marriage, right? But at least yes, you still yes. have that person, so it's a very beautiful thing. So I'm definitely yes. writing about that. Yes, in the yes. Next yes. you gotta, you gotta, write, <laughs> you gotta write it with your wife. <laughs> you know, the funny part, my wife gave me the green light. Because what I want to do is I want to take people through the transition of where I started in relationships, like the good, the bad, the ugly. And then I'm going to I'm going to leave up to marriage and what works for my marriage. And if they get the gems, they get the gems. But she allowed me to talk about my exes in the book. <laughs> so I got the green light. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, what yeah. Is, you know. It's 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 able it, it's. It's trying to to uh, teach people the lesson, you know. Some you know some people just read the lines, but they're not really understanding the message that the lesson has ge- given you to, to you know to write whatever you need to write down. Yeah, that's what life's about. It's all about lessons. So I love it, man. And um, I'm looking forward to. It. I'm writing the next book right now. Um, I'm giving myself more time to, you know, become a better writer, but um, I'm going to publish it next year, December 17th. I'm going to continue with the formula I have because it worked. Um, this is crazy because this is the eighth podcast I've been on this year. Because um, I, I wasn't able to do, um, I wasn't able to do a, a, a book signing. Um, I do, I do sign books and send them to people. Um, but as far as like had doing a, a, a launching of the book, I couldn't do it because when I it was December 17th, the pandemic was going on. Um, so I'm looking forward to maybe next year actually renting out a venue, doing a book signing and doing it that way. But for right now, um, the audio book is on the way. Oh, that's awesome. I, yes. I'm working on the, uh, the audio book. I'm almost done with that. And then the physical book, they can buy it on Amazon. Um, and it's, 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 it's working on the second one. So there you go guys how was how was the your your experience with this whole pandemic it was it was it was uh rough and i say that because um my wife um she was pregnant my son was born uh march march 19th uh 2020 um so writing a book right then the peak when it first started yes yes it was crazy being a husband being a writer, so I had to kind of find time in between being, a, you know, having a newborn and then um, writing and then still catering and being there for my wife. And at the time, I was still in the medical field. Like I said, I worked in the medical field 13 years. Um, and 
just with everything going on, it was kind of scary because I've been through Ebola, uh, swine flu, other different things, but coronavirus wasn't going away. Um, so dealing with that, you know, having to be double masked and, and dealing with that situation was a little hectic when I went back to work, but, um, you know, I, I managed just like everyone else. You got to just persevere. How about yourself? How do how do you guys deal with it? Well, we're here, right? We're here on the podcast. I, I hustled like it, it was no pandemic. You know, I, I started investing in myself rather than continue investing my time for other places that I wasn't really going up. You know, I wanted I, I wanted more for myself. You know, January January fourth, twenty twenty one, I officially launched the podcast. Wow. You know, right now I think you're going to be my fortieth episode. Okay. Yep. For 40, right. 40 weeks straight, nonstop. That's crazy. That's amazing. Um, that's that's amazing. But is it therapeutic for you because you get to you know meet and talk to so many different people and and learn and express yourself? So, has it been therapeutic journey? For it, you? it has, man. It, it's 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 been it's been beautiful because I'm able. I've been able to like like. Like when I for when I first started, I just wanted to to like help people that have small businesses and, and and try to expose them to help them get business, right? And and just you know come on the show, and we'll talk about it, whatever. But then something happened that that it it became something more, you know, than talking about your per, your business, you know, talking about life in general, ups and downs, journey, meaningful things in where somebody can either listen or, or watch uh you you know your story so they can empathize and say hmm if he did it i can do it mm. right it, it, it it's it and that's what it's i've 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 fallen in love so much with it because we're, we're every episode is different every episode is a documentary and where people tell their stories on how difficult it was but yet they were so determined to overcome this mm. you know like i remember i don't know where i read it or somewhere steve harry said uh it's hell but why would you stop in hell if it feels like hell why would you stop and i'm probably botching this whole quote but is if you're going through a tough time and it feels like hell why would you stop there mm. Mm. right love it so you know, I've I've gotten to meet some incredible people that have, you know, on and off camera, you know, on and off recording audio, some incredible conversations that has helped me as a person, as a human being, as a father, as a husband, as a producer, as a as a brand owner, whatever. And it, it is really has changed my life. Mm-hmm. And you know it, I, I find you, I'm, you know, I'm not making money out of this, but if it, if, if, if all the lessons I've learned has enriched me as a person, you know, that saying of, you know, you work a day doing something you love and uh, in, in your life, it's like you never worked before. And that's how I feel, mm-hmm. you know, meeting, you know, individuals like yourself and just having, Here's the thing. We we live in the year 2021, right? Uh, we've gone through so much shit, right? 
But one thing we have lost is the literally interface, physical face, having a conversation with a person, right? If it's not about drama, it's not about problems, if it's not about some ignorant crap on pop culture, if it's not about text messages or video chat, you know, we have lost something as being humans to be able to talk to one another and have a, a simple conversation about anything, but let it be meaningful. I agree. And that's all I've, I've through my podcast, you know, that's all I've been wanting to do. Like I tell people all the time, if you think this is in an interview, you're wrong. I'm failing because it's not. I agree. And, and one thing I, I'm going I'm to I'm let the viewers know, because I'm going to promote it like hell. I'm going to tell you one thing. That's one thing I like. If you bring, if anyone brings on their platform, I, my goal is always to get the, the most viewers. So no here, nor there. But one thing uh, that, that he told me in the beginning, people, was it's not scripted. And you could just tell it's real organic talk. It's, it's me learning about him, him learning about me, you know, just vibing off one another and, and learning from one another. I tell people all the time, you can always learn from anyone. You just got to yes. be willing to listen. Yes. And, and and I tell you all the time, people always have a story. You just have to listen to their story. Um, I love all the backstories, like especially Steve Harvey. Like a lot of people think they see the finished product. Oh, he or she is so successful. No, you got to know the backstory of how they got successful. The failures, the the no's. Um, I like to tell you all the time, Thomas Edison, um, it took him 9,099 times and he failed at the light bulb. The 1,000th time is when it worked. So imagine failing at something 9,999 times. And usually people, um, I'm sorry, 900 times, 999 times. It's, usually, it's, a, it's a lot of numbers. A lot of numbers. Yes, facts. <laughs> and usually people, they give up after one thing because it's like, oh, it's too hard. I'm like, no, successful people don't give up at anything. Um, it's never a loss. It's always a lesson. You know, I tell people all the time, it's never a loss, it's always a lesson. So a lot of people give up too early when they find out a little grain of struggle. I'm like, no, successful people that 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 are successful in life, they don't give up, you know. Yes, 100 percent Fit in failure, there is the lesson. You know, that's why you see like there's certain peoples that, you know, when they first start, they they, you know, it's like they go all the way to the top. But then when they get there, you know, they go through so much things that they fall and don't know how to get up is because they never had that. You need failure. It's like riding a bike for the first time. You're going to fall. You're, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to scrape your knee. Right. But then you get back on it and you keep riding it and you keep riding. It and, you know, it's 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 committing. Right. Commitment. You know, that's something I learned recently. It, it's 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 like. Let's go back to the theory. Let's go back to your book, right? How many rough drafts were there until you finally got your final product? Right? Let me go further, right? Let me go further. How many editors did you go through before you found the right one? Mm. Right? Yeah. There, there's going to be times that gonna, you're going to fail. There, there's going to be times things are not going to work. But in order for them to work, you need to be committed. You need to accept the good and the bad, right? 
you 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 need to expect that your success your 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 number one book right that in the future you will have you need to go through all these transitions of you know learning okay this time i'm gonna do something different let me let me try to better it let me try to evolve it right and you need to continue that because of commitment if you have no commitment there will be no book right i agree Agreed. I agree. Hey, I love that, man. I like that. Um, like I said, I'm a certified life coach, so I love picking up on little gems, man. Um, um, I, I, one of my favorite lines from J. Cole is, it's beauty in the struggle and it's ugliness in the success, right? Um, and and, and I, use, I use failure as fuel. That's why I tell people all the time, use all your failure as fuel. Learn from it. But just use it as fuel because, you know, you're going to fail at something. Yes. Um, whether it's it's um, your business, whether it's, you know, whatever. You know, I tell people all the time, my goal is to go one and O every day. Be the best person, the best version of myself that I can be every day. You know, sometimes I come up short, but then tomorrow I try, you know, learn from that lesson and try. So, yeah, I tell people all the time, just use your failure as fuel. You'll be okay. Yes, yes. 100%. 100%. I totally agree. How how did you get into all these, you know, life's uh, life coach certification and, and being these awesome motor speak motivational speaker you are? Well, I think um what it was like growing up, I've always been athletic. Um, I ran track, played football, played soccer, played volleyball, and usually for some reason I didn't try to seek out to be a captain. But nine times out of ten, I will be a captain. Even with my job, I'll, I'll always end up being like a team leader or something like that. So I think naturally, I just kind of gravitated to it. I was like, well, everyone's technically a life coach. I want people to understand that. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a life coach. Um, it's just I ended up getting a certification through New Skills Academy. But I tell people all the time, we're all life coaches. We just have to be willing to listen to one another. I can learn from you. You can learn from me. You can le- we can learn from someone else. You know, um, I tell people all the time, you have to – I can give people information all the time. That's what you're going to do with it. Because I'm, I'm always dropping gems. And that's what anybody in life, you, you can go talk to a stranger and you can learn something from that person. But are you going to take with what you've learned from them and utilize it? Um, so that's how I stumbled into life coaching. I, I was like 20. We'll be like, no, no, no I was lying. I'm, I, I got a certification when I was 30, I believe. 30 or 31, somewhere around there. Because time passes you when you're 30, right? Yeah. And, um, I was like, let me go ahead and get certified. And then I ended up getting certified through New Skills Academy. They took me, took me through some courses. And I have two life coaching uh, clients right now. Uh, one's trying to obtain a vending machine business. The other one is trying to start a, a club. And with a life coach, all you're doing is you're helping that person with their journey and try to assist them as best as they can, as, as you can, to uh, accomplish their goal. So it's a pretty dope feeling. It's helping people. So it's a pretty dope feeling. That's what's up, man. How do you, how do you like... Do do people find you or do you approach them like, hey, you need help? I'm here for you. I kind of like, I, well, right now, if I can do it 24-7, I would. But I kind of like pick, choose, and refuse the clients I could kind of work with. Eventually, I want to branch the business out and, 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 and create a network. So what I want to do is I have a, a young lady. She's a psychiatrist. Um, because I tell people all the time, as a life coach, I'm not a certified therapist. But what I want to do is I want to bring a psychiatrist on my team. And then I want to bring on a personal trainer on my team. And I want to bring on a, um, a financial advisor on the team. So somebody that if you need help with fixing your credit, 
if you need help with you know getting a house, uh, starting in the stock market or saving, I want to have a financial advisor for that. If you want to physically get right, I'm going to have a personal trainer. So you can he can train you how to eat right, or she can train you how to eat right, how to work out, and then the mental with the um the uh, therapist. I'm still working on those things to kind of grow the company. Um, so eventually I can get more clients once I get everything aligned, lined, lined up. That's so all all in one. Yeah, all in one. So what else do you do? I I know you you do marketing as well. Yeah, so um, the marketing business, uh, we have 10 clients right now. Um, The name of the company is called D&C Creative Services, LLC. Uh, Super dope company, man. I'm blessed to have an amazing business partner. Her name is Shondell Clark. Uh, She got her her, her bachelor's from Winston State University and her master's from High Point. And uh, she had a PR background and I had a marketing background and we came together and formed DNC. Um, so we've been rocking and rolling, man. We have a lot of a plethora of services. Um, you can find us at DNC, uh, dnccreative.org uh, or you can follow all our platforms at DNC services or creative services on Instagram, Facebook. We're everywhere, LinkedIn. Um, then I have, um, I just partnered up with, uh, and bought it to uh, another company, Q Jackson Apparel. So uh, he's my new business partner. He has um, all the the copyrights to a lot of the HBCUs in North Carolina. So um, go to Q Jackson Apparel Company um, dot com, and he'll you know he has dope clothing line. We have a dope clothing line, I should say, um, hats, shirts, um, you name it, man. We got it. So um, super dope, good quality, and uh, that's pretty much it. Q Jackson. Um, uh, the life coaching page is called Leveling Up 2021. So if anybody wants life coaching services, I'm always on that page, dropping gems. And I do, I do something called Motivational Monday. Um, like I said, I'm writing the next book. So I'm always, always on the go. Now, where, where are you based on? North Carolina. Um, but I have a client in D.C. I have a client in Atlanta. So with marketing, you can market anywhere. Yeah. So basically what I do with the marketing company is I help people build their brand via social media. So I help you build um, your audience. I help you put out content kind of to help reflect the image of your brand. But I, you can market anywhere, but um, I'm based out of Greensboro, North Carolina. So you, you're able to, to do a Zoom and, and, and work with other clients from New York, New Jersey. So you're, you're able to expand. So you're not limited, which is a lot of people don't don't. Don't really do that. Hundred percent. Um, it's marketing. Like I said, that's the beautiful thing about marketing. You can market from home. Um, you can be on vacation and still market. Um, this thing right here and social media has allowed us to, you know, your laptop has allowed the internet has allowed us to do a lot of things. So, I remember back in the day where um, side sidebar, I was living in Irvington, New Jersey. This is like ninety nine. Wow. <laughs> and um. Man, the cats used to have pages, man. Um, and actually, I have some interesting stories about Irvington. Um, I kind of take people through a transition in the book and drop little gems. So, but uh, I've lived in Irvington, New Jersey, um, Brooklyn, New York, Far Rockaway, New York, Hartford, Connecticut, uh, Chicago, and Los Angeles, all before <laughs> the age of twelve years old. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. that's that's a life and experience in itself. 
100%. I've learned from all those different places and different cultures. That's why I'm a very diverse person because growing up in New York, growing up in the big city, that's what I kind of do miss. Down South is good as well. It's Southern hospitality. But up North, you can learn from a Haitian, learn from Puerto Rican, learn from a Dominican, go to school with um, Irish. You know, different, it's, it's a melting pot. That's what I do love about bigger cities. It's, it's really a melting pot versus down South is a little, a little different down here. <laughs> mm. I would love to go to, to to North Carolina to visit. I, I love that big space. I love that. Hundred percent. Let me know, man. Anytime. Um, North Carolina has beautiful beaches, and honestly, with your wife and you and your wife being in real estate, one thing about North Carolina is you'll get more land for you, more money for your land. Like you know, people yeah. get acres for a lot, a lot cheaper down here. Yeah, that's what a lot of people have told me that they're. Like it's it you could get a lot for for an affordable price. Does I say cheap affordable price? Like I I've I've always wanted like acres. I want I want big land. You know, like I I need to be like in between you know city but not too far. You know, I need I, I, I like I like my space a lot. <laughs> hey, that's one thing I don't miss about the city: just the congestion of it. Yeah, but it's more populated. Oh, fun fact: it's nine million people in the state of North Carolina. There are nine million people in the city of New York. Wow! So just, just, wow. <laughs> just imagine. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, and even with Jersey, I like Jersey too. I remember being little and uh, riding the PATH train, going to like going through Newark, Hoboken. Uh, playing field, all those places going to, uh, you know, um, before 9-11, going through uh, Port Authority and all those places. So it was pretty dope. Yeah, and, uh, New Jersey has a lot of dope places, man. They have a, a lot of nice places, but it's too expensive, man. It's 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 crazy, you know. You literally get a hole in the wall for like $2,000, and it's literally a hole in the wall. Like things, things are changing uh, drastically. The yeah. price is going up and it's, it's, you know, it's not worth it when you're live, living in, in top of one another and you don't have that space. We as people need space, right? To think, to not feel overwhelmed, you know, to decompress our emotions. But when you have a lot of people, you know, on you and you don't get to, to breathe and, and feel like you can stretch, it starts driving you crazy. So, you know, that's why so many, you know, so many people out here don't know how to act because it's just so like they're stuck in it in this small room with twenty other people, and you know, you when you come outside, you're just releasing everything. I agree, and that's another thing why I like about down south. The crime rate is nowhere near up north. Like you know, cities like you know Jersey, you know Philly and New York and Boston and those places up north is so. And D.C. is so congested. The crime rate is so high because, like you said, people are always, you know, they're like, you know, almost like sardine cans. We're all close to one another. Down south is not as much, but you get it's more spaced out. Now, granted, the, the drawback is you don't make as much money as well. You know, up north, you guys have the ability to make a lot more money, but the cost of living is so high. Yeah. Down south, vice versa, not as much money, but you get, you know, bang for your buck. Wait a minute. Either either way, like 
you know, it's you look at numbers, it still doesn't make sense. You know, like you, you here we get, uh, you know, like you said, you get paid well, but is it really, are you really getting paid well when you can almost make your rent? You know? That is true. Like, uh, I've been in New York and Jersey have roommates. You got to have roommates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like um, my cousin, live, my, my cousins live in Buffalo, New York. Like they're literally like five, 10 minutes away from Canada. Their, their rent is $400. You see? And they, and, yeah. And they have like, they live in like this house with three different floors. Hey, another drawback too is that weather. Y'all up north, I, I the weather. Mm. I can just imagine the weather in Buffalo, in Jersey, in New York. I don't miss the snow. <laughs> I don't miss any of that. <laughs> I can imagine, man. I, I hate the snow. Uh, I now that I have a son, I, I I do my best to enjoy and and you know like Christmas and build snowmans and whatnot. But I could live without it. I could totally live without it. Well, I grew up in Puerto Rico all my life, so like. I'm a Caribbean dude. There you go. Just the food and the culture alone, man. You, you're a warm weather type of guy, man. Yeah. Leo, if, I've, if, I, if I haven't by now, I've convinced you at least to come vacation down south. Next family trip is down south. Yes, yes. Well, I've been, I've been like, I'm, you know, I want to go to Montana. I have no reason why. I, I don't know why. It's just like, I, I, I think I could be like a man, like, you know, just go hunting and shit, you know? <laughs> You know, let's, let's, get, let's get me some deer and shit. You know, I don't, I just, I, I want to enjoy the view of like, I like that, that, you know, forest view type mountain type of thing, you know, like where you go, your mind just, you get like a whole reset. You know, I, I, I need that from time to time in my life. You know, over here, over here, you can't even see the, 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 the stars, man. I tell people all the time, the one thing that I do or wherever I go, I always, the one place I always love is the beach and I love a good sunset and I love a good sunrise. Mm. When I go, Same here, I love, man. man, look, I, I, I always enjoy good, a good view because it allows me to take in the breeze, look at the sun, like just always take that one little moment. I could just imagine Montana, the mountainous, the, the sunrise and the sunset, you know, I'm not, I'm not an outdoorsman like that. You can have it, but uh, I remember going to Venice Beach. I love Venice Beach in, in L.A. because it's a beautiful. L.A. itself is surrounded by mountains. People don't realize that. Um, but L.A. is a beautiful place. So I can just imagine the mountainous view in Montana, Wyoming, those places. Yeah, man, I, I think it's more, I think, you know, just hearing you talk, I think for me, it's more like the silence. You know, I need, I need silence sometimes to just. Like you have, you meet people, you know, in your walk, in your walk in life, you meet people that explain that their inner voice is too loud. Mm. You know, my inner voice is quiet. You know, like I, if anything, my inner voice, it's telling me to to tell the people to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Cause I need, I need, I need that. I need that. Like, you know, I'll say this. I, when I was, you know, before I got married and I had my son, like, I, I never took, took for granted my silence, man. 
you know, and now I appreciate it because the noise I have is my son laughing, uh, my wife laughing, it's having fun. It's, it's noise that it's valuable. It's, it's, it's meaningful, you know, and if I can have that, I'm good. But if, you know, once they grow up, you know, like silence rather than, you know, like I, I, I still live in the hood. So I get uh, ambulance noise, I get shootings, I get people arguing, uh, you know, a lot of rap, some of it good, some of it bad, uh, ambulance, fire trucks. I get that it's like a, a traffic noise. Mm. You know, it's not silence that you can sit back and finally take a deep breath and say, mm. everything's going to be okay. I like that. Like, I mean, that's peaceful. Like, I think, I think you know what, what, what works for you and you know how to find your peace and channel your energy, right? And like, like you said, sometimes I do like that peace of quiet, you know, that, that, that moment where it's like, I can take that deep breath and, you know, hear, like you said, my, my children are probably around the same age. My son's about to be two coming up and that joker's a ball of energy, man. Yeah, oh, man, my son. <laughs> Look, there yeah, ain't no I, quiet moment. I Go feel ahead. you. I feel, as a father, I feel you. 100%. My wife, you know, our wives always have a hunting to-do list. There's always something to do. Um, but I tell you time, when I go on vacation or if I go anywhere, I like a staycation more than anything because I don't have, I don't have to go somewhere. But when I go somewhere, I don't like going to anywhere past two or three days because I always miss my bed. I always miss my own home. If I go somewhere, it's like, damn, I wish I was in my own bed. Or oh, I've had enough of this place. I'm ready to go home. I Because I've done so much that and seen so much i'm not saying i don't want to see anything else Mm -hmm. but for me i enjoy just peace and quiet like you like it's just like Mm -hmm. i don't have to go to a lot of places to have a good time no having a good time is spending time my wife my son you know that's a good time for me yeah yeah i feel (laughs) that one i feel that 100 you know i like for me vacation so I don't, it's, what is, what is vacation when, when I grew up all my life in the Caribbean? I lived where you go to vacate, right? And another thing is like, I go to vacation sometimes and I feel like I do more work on va- being in vacation than I'm, I'm doing in my house. You know, I got, I, I, you know, I got to wake up early. I, I got to get out the room before they charge me uh, extra fees. I got to do all this. I got to go like, it's, it it's. Me doing the same thing I do home, like in my surroundings, just in different location. You're right. You know, like I, my vacation is going to a beach in Puerto Rico, grabbing a damn uh, beach chair, sitting down, either having next to me a Corona or a Medalla or a Heineken and watching the sunset from sunrise to sunset. And that's it. Enjoying that. That's a vacation. Yeah, I got you. Just entice me just to go to Port. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm so. Um, I know I haven't really gone a lot of places. Or we haven't gone a lot of places um, post pandemic. We went to Mexico uh, 2019. But my my son's godfather is from Dominican Republic, um, and I just want to go to the Caribbean as far as just the the culture, just the food. Y'all just it's just amazing, amazing feeling. You know. No, we do. You know, yeah. I went. You know, I went like a couple of years back. Went to Tennessee, mm. Nashville, Tennessee, and ever since then, 
I want to go back, but my wife doesn't want to go back. Mm. Like I, there's this this long strip, not too far from Tennessee Titans Stadium. Okay. Uh, oh man, it's beautiful. You know, I ate so many different types of barbecue chicken, barbecue pork. Uh, I went to the Johnny Cash Museum, which was awesome. Uh, man, I went and I was I was only there for like three days. I did so much. Like I did so much and, and I miss it. I went to this this uh this bar right next to uh uh it's called Coyote Ugly. It's a bar right okay. next to it. It's called Dick's Last Resort. It's like the, the whole motto of the restaurant is that the waiters are being dicks to you. <laughs> so they'll they'll take like they'll take like a paper piece of paper and, and write something messed up on it and like tape it to your head. And and I remember uh, this is before I, uh, me and my wife got married. Uh, she she understand the concept, right? She was like, "What's going on here?" And the bartender described, you know, basically described was the concept. And she looked at me, and she looked at the bartender, and she was like, "You have made a wrong mistake." And yeah, I was like, I felt free. I took a tip. I put inside a, a cup of water. Uh yeah, I had fun. <laughs> that sounds like fun. That's amazing, man. Yeah, man, it was it was a, a great adventure. I need to do it again. That's all I gotta say. Hundred percent, man. Enjoy life. Got you, man. My 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 trip that I really want to go to. I'm just waiting on like how you know the pandemic because everything is it, it's still uncertain. Like, are we still in a pandemic? Are we not? You know, you're forcing me to get a, a vaccine that's not going to help me in the long run. Uh, sure. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's 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 like all oh, flip flop, you know. Like, I want to go to to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Ireland, I want to see those. Uh, you know, I, I want to see those green mountains. So, you know, I want to see those those castles and whatnot. Like, that's some shit I want to go to. Hundred percent. That uh, that intrigues me too. Um, I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, man. So, like, what's next for this? I, I want to hear more about your your motivation speak uh, speaking. Like, what what do you have? What's like you said? You had every something Monday. Yeah, motivational Mondays. Um, it's 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 basically I just go off quotes. Um, prime example. Let me look up a great quote I just did. Um, I just read off quotes and stuff, and then I give you stories behind it too. Um, and it's, it's super dope. I do it every Monday. I told the people I'm doing. I took a I took a break. My next episode is October the 18th, uh, kind of a couple of days before my birthday, and then uh, I'm going to be back to Motivation Mondays every Monday starting November, finishing the year off strong. October I just have such a, a hectic schedule. Yeah. Um, I'm moving into an office in November, so it's just a lot going on. Um, but this is one of my favorite quotes from Motivational Monday. Super dope. God is giving me everything I wanted. I just have to do my part. So little quotes mm. like that. Um, then this is another good one. Some of them are spiritual. Some of them are just motivation, like uh, uh, gems I drop, financial advice, all kinds of stuff. The will of God will not take you where the grace of God won't protect you. Mm. That one's that one. That one's 
uh, that one that one was tough. And then this is the last one. I just dropped this today or yesterday, and it was fake people have an image to maintain. Real people just don't give a fuck. <laughs> mm, yes, that's some real shit so right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm always dropping gems on there, man. I just kind of just read over those gems and give the people motivation to carry them out throughout the week. Let me ask you, you're, you're in uh, North Carolina. Have you heard of uh, the Elevation Church that's in yes. North Carolina? Yes. I, yes. I watch it. Uh, well, I don't watch. I just, you know, it's on YouTube, so I, I, I let it play. Um, some good stuff in that church, man. Every Sunday later on, I'm watching it. We'll listen to it. They got a lot of, um. Uh, they have a lot of churches, Elevation Churches in North Carolina. Um. My church is I think Steve, Steve Wolko, something, not Steve Wolko, that's the other guy. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. That yeah, yeah. Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, the, the top motive, the Elevation Church, they have a lot of them. I, all of them, I've heard nothing but good things about them. So, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it's Elevation Church, yeah. Uh, they, they have, like, a, a YouTube Live every Sunday. It's a young pastor. Uh, he's, he's a young pastor he's, he's like he's broad as hell he's he's fucking uh yeah it's 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 it's, it's good man it's really good he, uh i he had a pastor the first time i watched he had this pastor that um i can't remember his name but i bought his audiobook um uh it's like squeezing grapes or something like that right. to, to make wine so he, his book and his whole story is like, you know, we're like grapes, you know, life squeezes us, you know, squeeze us and takes the juice to become wine and wine as the year goes by gets better and better and better, more valuable. So when you feel like, when you feel like God is squeezing you and taking your juice out, juice out uh, we shouldn't worry because we'll become wine and wine will become greater. The deal, like that's dropping gems right there. I like yeah. that. Where, wherever pastor uh, dropped that, that's that, that's that's dope. Yeah. I like that. So, so yeah, as 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 you know, I'm I'm not a, I'm not gonna say I'm a Christian or a Catholic or not, but I do believe in God. And as the years progress, me building a family, uh, family and a foundation, I've got uh, very close to you know my spiritual side. That people will say right, and outside of this much. He's real, man. He's real. He's 100% real. He is, man. I think that's one thing, going back to the pandemic, I think a lot of people don't realize that's what God, or I, 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 I'm like you. Um, as long as you believe in the high power, that's what I do care about, but I'm not the type of person where I'm judgmental to the point yeah. where I tell you who to believe in. But one thing I would say that for me, God has taught me and other people to focus on your family and focus on your loved ones. That's what the pandemic has taught me at least because for a while the world has shut down and you had to stay home. And he was telling everyone, I believe his message was to focus on him. We've lost light of a lot of distractions, entertainment, social media, all kind of BS. But for him, he was like, yo, take the time to focus back on me and on your loved ones and things that really matter versus your, your job and, everything all the the bs in life right that's what yeah. i believe that he's trying to tell us during the pandemic yeah yeah I, you know the 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 lessons i've learned throughout this 
whole pandemic has, you know, nothing's more valuable than your family and your health, you know, and what's important, you know, like, uh, there's people with money that, that it didn't matter how much money you had, you don't know you're going to, you're going to be saved or not. And I want to write about it, but I don't. And I say that I wrote a paper about this a long time ago. I tell people all the time, to me, there is no such thing as a right or wrong religion. And I say that because let's say, you know, Jamaicans, they believe in the roster. Um, You know, certain people believe in Judaism, um, Hinduism, or Allah, right? And let's just say hypothetically, that's what they grew up knowing for at least from birth to 12 years old so you're trying to tell me that they're going to go to hell because that's what they believe in and that's what they've known their whole life or until a certain extent of their life no i don't think that's right i don't think there is no one religion that's going to take us straight to heaven or take us straight to wherever because i don't think our god or god is not going to allow us to be in a situation where we're all going to go to hell just because we don't believe in christianity or we're all going to go to hell just because we don't believe in judaism hinduism or Allah or whatever, right? But also, like I said, I do go back and stick to my morals, my beliefs, that you do have to have a higher power. You do need to pray to someone. You do need to focus on someone. And every particular book, whether it's the Quran or um, the Bible, or those, those books are just guidelines to help us live our lives. But as long as you believe in the higher power, that's the most important thing. Because we don't know what God looks like. We have no idea. And I'm going to leave you with this biggest mystery, too. Um, I want your viewers, I want you to think about this, too. So God created the universe. He created the heavens, the earth. And he created the, the earth, what, in six days and rested on the seventh? Mm-hmm. Right? But at the end of the day, if you think about it from, like, a, a deep standpoint, I, the universe is infinite. We don't know how big the universe is. There are stars, constellations, planets, blase, blase. But if you think about it, there's something in the universe. God created that. Well, where did God come from? Mm. Like, there has to be something there. It's like that, that. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Exactly. So we don't even have the answer to that question there. We don't know if God's a man, woman, shim, kim, rim. We don't know. <laughs> so what holds us together is our beliefs. Hope. Yeah. That's all. That's all we need. Yeah. Let's hope. That's all we need, brother. So you're dropping uh, next year. You're dropping a new book. Yes. Uh, you got your marketing, your financial. Bro, you are busy. No, I would say we're busy, and I, and I thought about our titles. We're moguls, man. We're always yeah, man. Busy. We're moguls. We're we're gonna stay busy, man. Yeah, I'm a very busy man. I hope that when you drop that book, you come back and we get to chop it up again. You have my word, I will. You have my word, I will. So uh before we go, I'd like to ask my listeners, my uh my guest, so that my listeners and viewers know where to find you. Tell the people where they can find you at. 100 percent So my personal page, um sidebar i'm a big dc fan but the one person that i love villain wise is thanos only reason being is because he did what he said he was going to do right yes 
that's the only villain from that's the only villain I like, period. Joker too, but Thanos is right. So my personal page is Chise, because my nick my real name was Francis, but everybody calls me franchise or chise like a business. Um, so my 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 personal page is Chise C H I S E underscore uh Thanos. Um you know it's Thanos. And then my uh my my um my um life coaching page is leveling up 2021 and then my business page is dnc creative services llc so if you follow any one of them i'm going to follow you from multiple pages clients pages all the nine yards but just follow chai's and i'll follow you anyone else uh, whoever's listening or watching um, off those pages boom there you go guys uh let them know where they can find the book at the book you can find the book on amazon um it's it's a very dope book i mean it, i give you spiritual stories financial stories how to invest in the stock market how to start your own business um i give you a story how i went to alaska in one day um other little gems i drop in there uh give you sports stories i'll give you a poem this book is very diverse and you can find it on amazon i'm working on the audio book now it's called Leveling Up with Francis Castillo, Mentally, Spiritually, and Financially. Boom. There you go, guys. Thanks for joining me, Francis. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure, my brother. I hope you had fun. Uh, please, let's do this again. Thank you for joining me. Have a good night. I'm out. Thank you.